Welcome everyone to the after show finale of Dark Waters, our very first season of the Failure to Launch podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Jonathan Barber, a screenwriter who made some very cliched story choices, but I think it was pretty entertaining. Joining me, we have the cast and also one of the writers of the show. We've got Mitch Stockmull. Hey guys. We've got Christopher Matthews. Hello. David Calvert. Hey. And for the first time on the show, one of my fellow writers and very good friend, Stuart Flint. What up? All right, so we're recording this immediately after the final episode. So guys, congratulations. There were about three times I thought you guys were all going to die, but you really pulled through. Yeah, we made it. Glad. Yeah, yeah. So at this point in the show, um, obviously like any kind of story or D&D campaign, there's lots of stuff that you do. But there's lots of stuff that you don't do as well. So if you want, we can like get your guys' thoughts on the show, obviously, and then we can go over a couple of the things that you missed or could have done differently. How does that sound? Sure. Okay, so um, first off, I guess, Chris, you had a pressing question you wanted to ask, right? Well, I have two questions. The first one is something we all want answered. What was in the nursery? What was in the nursery? Okay, so I'm honestly really disappointed you guys didn't go through there. So if you had gone into the nursery, uh, there would have been a bunch of babies in there, but they would have been babies that had turned into monsters. So it would have been really creepy. You see the babies, when they would see you, they'd press against the bars and they'd be screaming and trying to reach you. And hopefully you wouldn't touch them. And then at that point, the babies would keep screaming, but their bodies would start pulsating and moving through the bars. And then they turn, they start crawling after you while screaming and trying to eat you. It would have been great. I'm so glad we decided to do everything but go in that room. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it terrible. When he was no. telling me about it, when he was telling me about it when we were writing it, I was like, man, if they go in there, I can just see being the downfall of everything. Then you're going to be like, I don't want to do anything else. That looks too creepy. We already dealt with babies want to kill us. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, what I was hoping would happen, or what would have happened if you hadn't saved Axel and Klaus, Chris, I would have said, so they like yell at you angrily. They run into the nursery. You hear screaming and lots of babies crying and they run upstairs with horrified expressions on their faces. <laughs> They're like, guys, we got to go right now. And they would have refused to tell you what was in there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bullet dodged. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and what was your other question, Chris? <laughs> What were the fish in the water? Okay, so the fish are these, they were these kind of huge apex predators that were patrolling around the plunder. And if you had started the engine and left it in the water, they would have thought you were prey and would start to attack you. Glad we didn't do that. Yeah, and also if Axel had not been with you guys when you went underwater, you would have been attacked by them as well. There were also some harpoon guns in the um, diver room, but you guys didn't find those. Why was Axel being with us changing the fact that they would have attacked us um, because he worked there and he knew how to set the frequency oh okay but ours wasn't mm-hmm. right didn't he set ours as well yeah he set your guys so oh, he, oh, he adjusted it so it worked for you guys but it has to be set up when you turn on the suit gotcha yeah so let's go over some of the campaign stuff so i think the biggest thing you guys did missed or didn't do so you remember in episode two when you went to watch the movie workplace safety yeah. <laughs> Great movie. The second one was definitely the best, though. So when Evie gave you those tickets to go to the mines, you could have gone to the mines and actually opened it where the source of the infection started. And that would have been like a super hard mode dungeon area. But if you had gone to the very end, there would have been a one shot weapon back there. Interesting. Well, that could have been neat. Ultimately, you're fine. But it would have been funny if the hive mind came up to kill you 
I call, I call it the hive mind in my notes. If it had come to kill, you're like, not today. Boom, you hit it once, like, okay guys, Ugh, let's prime that reactor and get out of here. <laughs> We're gonna a lot nice. more casual. <laughs> yeah, um, let's see, what else did you guys miss? You guys actually went to most of the stuff. Um, I'm just really glad you didn't kill Klaus. Gosh. <laughs> well, he took him within an inch of his life. It would yeah. have been my biggest regret. Yeah, um, I guess another big thing, right when the story first started, if you guys hadn't actually put on your seatbelts, you would have all taken one point of damage when the ship crashed into the water. Yes! Oh, so I'm so happy. Like, that would have probably ended up killing you, Chris, since you were down to one health at the very end. It would have killed me, yeah. I think the funniest thing, the funniest thing in the beginning was when David just goes, I want to go in the house and straight to the kitchen. Or was that, was that Chris? Oh, no, that, that was, was me. Yeah, so Chris went in, David talked to them. They're like, hey, how's it going, guys? I just remember we were we were writing it, and you were like, what do I do if they just instantly do this? I was like, I don't know, just make it up on the spot. <laughs> yeah, gosh, that was In the first episode, dude, he just walks in and, oh, hey. Yeah. If you remember, that just broke me when you guys did that. I could not stop laughing. Yep, yep. It's <laughs> totally worth it. Yeah, I mean, it I worked was... out. It worked out. I was muted, but I was just sitting there cracking up because I was like, all oh, the I knew they were doing. <laughs> yeah, I, that's why I was also staying muted because if you did anything I knew was coming, I was just gonna lose it because I've. I mean, I even sat there and I don't know how many times, Jonathan, I said to you, prepare for anything. Anything can happen. They're gonna do whatever they want, and every single time we called what was coming. So. Yeah. I mean, were you expecting me to jump out to distract them? I no. <laughs> I thought it was a very Chris thing to do. Very noble. It worked out. I am the self-sacrificing type. <laughs> um, there was one or two other things, I think. Um, what about Gene? What was his deal? What if we saved him? Yeah, so Gene would not have been able to be saved. At this point, he was dead set on preventing anyone from leaving the planet. Hmm. Because his wife and daughter, which was heavily implied, I'm sure you could tell, had been turned into monsters or uglies, as you as you called them. <laughs> yeah, Gene was really sad. I can't believe you just left him tied up and let him die in the meteor shower. <laughs> Wait, who's Gene again? About him. Who's Gene? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Chris, I'm also glad, or it was Mitch, I'm glad you found the medicine in the um, medicine cabinet at the start of the first episode, because that was the only way you could heal anyone in the entire show, or in the entire... Um, series i guess and wasn't that the only way you could get a axel so what would have happened um well i guess it kind of ended up working against you guys actually but axel started the game at one hit point because he was already damaged and if you remember you gave him that medicine so what would have happened is that when the hive mind attacked he would have instantly been killed which was sad but ultimately it would have worked to your advantage anyways <laughs> since he turned into a monster because he only had one hit point left so that was in case you wanted to leave him there to prime the reactor. He would have if you really wanted him to, but it worked out. Oh, and gosh, um, let's go over a couple of questions now that have been sent in by our audience viewers. That's a joke. I wrote all of them myself. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, what was your favorite part of this series? Like, what part was the most exciting for you? Chris, I can probably guess yours involving a window and lots of jumping, but... Oh my gosh, that was else? so much fun. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Chris went to get water after that, it took about three minutes, and me and David were here just like, oh gosh, I need to like breathe after that. 
He runs into my room and he just looks at me. He's like, I've never rolled better in my life. And I was just sitting there and I was like, I know, because you always die every single time. (laughs) That was a good time to roll well. Oh, for sure. It'll never happen again. Oh, yeah. I guess one quick question. Um, David, I was just thinking about this. What was up with all those pictures of kidnapped children in your room? I have no idea. What was up with that? You put them yeah, there. I just put them, I just put them there to troll with you. So oh. <laughs> I wasn't sure if people would like start distrusting you. Like, oh, like I remember specifically um, when you guys first met Klaus, since there was a blood stain in front of him, I think it was you, Chris or Mitch. You thought like, oh, did he kill that person? Is he actually a bad guy? And I kind of wanted that same thought about David. Like, was he actually like a child kidnapper or something? Definitely my favorite moment in the campaign you just made me think of too is when we sent Klaus out there to go check on whatever that monster was. Yeah, and he like runs yeah. back in with the monster. <laughs> <laughs> That was like a peak moment. Yeah, it's like you hear a clop, silence, and clop, 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 clop. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was, was funny. humorous and terrifying. <laughs> I am so glad you guys had that boot to jump in the window. Because, like, oh, crap, how are they going to survive this? Because, like, they're barricaded on both sides by monsters. I guess what I want to ask is what was the most annoying Klaus moment? Oh, there were so many. <laughs> there are a lot. What did you find the most annoying or funny? Because I thought it was funny when he came into the same part of the room and tripped twice in the yes. same part of the room. Yeah, that was really what drove me. <laughs> that was good. His constant oh. asking for food. Oh, schnitzel. Oh, schnitzel. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, his name wasn't actually Klaus at the beginning, but after like, oh, is he German? Like, oh yeah, it's Klaus. Yeah, that's my name. What was his actual <laughs> name? It was like Reeves or something. How do we? How are we to find this out? Um, in the post-credit sequence. <laughs> Great, oh. yeah. Um, we got distracted. I'm sorry, David and Mitch. What were your favorite parts? Definitely the when, when the whole thing with Klaus with going out and coming back with the new monster. Yeah, that was that funny. we talked about. Yeah, that was definitely my peak. Probably the very first, like when Dave. Uh, sorry, when Chris went into the kitchen at that first point, and they like all looked at him. And when we all ran, I think that was probably my favorite part, because that's when we realized everything was not what we thought. Yeah, too bad the first episode was the highlight for you. Uh, all downhill from here. <laughs> nah, not downhill. It's like my life. It was definitely the, the funniest part that hasn't been mentioned. It's kind of the watershed moment, like, oh, okay, we know what's happening now. Yeah. Cool, cool, okay. Um, Stuart, what was your favorite part? I don't know. There were there were a lot of parts I was listening to that I think my favorite parts were the ones that they didn't know what would happen if they took like an alternate route. Yeah. <laughs> or all the times where it's like I was sitting here thinking that could have been so much easier. You didn't do it. <laughs> but I don't know. I gotta agree with Mint in the very beginning when you guys walked in the kitchen. That just cracked me up just because it was the first thing that was like this is gonna be such an interesting campaign. You're gonna die. So. Oh yeah. That actually leads us into our next question. So, give me some highlights. So, when did you think you guys were gonna die or party wipe? Constantly. Constantly. Well, good answer. Constantly. Literally, <laughs> when when uh, when Chris and David went up to the roof and I was stuck with Klaus and Axel, I was like, "Well, this is where I die." It was either that or run back through the nursery, and I wasn't gonna do that. So. Yeah, that would have been a trip. <laughs> or when Axel just started getting his little infection going in that last bit there. Thought that was it. I thought you were saying you thought you were going to drive when it's like <laughs> Klaus is at the console. Uh, no. <laughs> Just driving I mean, the that was, a, 
I was actually, Mitch, I was so concerned. You're like, I bind Klaus. I was like, you don't know what you're doing. Oh my gosh, I, you just I, you just hogtied the win. I was literally <laughs> thinking, I was like, if these fish attack the ship, I'm kicking them off the ship. <laughs> <laughs> that was my plan, and I'm so glad I didn't. I, am I mean, you so really didn't glad have me convinced, because like, as soon as you said he was in the driver's seat, I was like, oh no, I really had the urge to push him out and take over. Like, don't worry, guys, I got this. He swings the ship into the plunder and it explodes. <laughs> I got this, guys. That's kind of what I expected. Honestly, um, there were usually some ways for you guys to escape these situations, but the part when I thought you were dead was in the food court, when you had the basketball place with the zombies, and then the zombie and the door you blockaded. Hmm. I was like, okay, this is where we end the campaign, two episodes in. So, what was your, who was your least favorite character in the series? And you can say other party members if you want. Gene. Gene? Yeah, Gene, he, he shot you. That guy's a jerk. I don't like him. I would have said Klaus, but I feel like there's kind of conflicted feelings about him at the very end. No, I, I, <laughs> I really liked him through and through, honestly. He was annoying, but it was funny. And I liked it. He's like a good uh, character. I would say Gene. I just, I yeah, hate not crazy people. I don't like when crazy people have, like, power like that. It just makes me mad, and I always want to kill them. Right, he was you know? just more of, like, a hindrance to us anyway. Yeah, he was you definitely know? just yeah. a roadblock. Okay, so if you guys could redo anything in the campaign and do it differently, what would you do? I would make the captain put his seatbelt on. Yeah, it was like, hey, let's not go here. And then you're like, okay, campaign turn ends. around. Campaign never starts. <laughs> Is that you'll thank us later. <laughs> Trust me. I thought one thing you would have wanted to do, Chris, is just drop Axel. When you were catching Cecil and Axel, just let him die. Was it? Yeah, I feel like maybe not having saving, like maybe not saving Axel would have been a good move, like letting him go. You know. I mean, it was a nice thing to do, but it did have consequences for sure. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like right, I, we couldn't have known. But at the same time, if had we not even taken the time to pick him up, we could have gotten in the escape pod ourselves even faster. That's true. And saved well, our shots. Wouldn't you just see it as a Jonathan thing of letting the annoying character be the one that helps you and the one that seems nice be the one that ends up hurting you in the end? Oh, oops. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> so I think you could probably, I think I explained at the very beginning of the podcast that this idea for the show kind of came to me in a dream. And I don't think I explained it before, but actually, Stuart, it happened while we were rooming at college, me, you, and Mark. I guess I ate Chipotle or something the night before, so I was feeling kind of uneasy. <laughs> I dreamed that I was in this house, and there were these people who were trying to eat me for some reason. And I jumped into the ocean, and then some of my friends were in there in a submarine trying to save me. And then I was like, oh, that's a cool idea for a movie. And that's kind of how the inspiration for the story started. That's <laughs> neat. I feel like that's how that went down. Yeah, yeah, you guys were just uh, eating food, and a submarine came, and that was the movie. So, final question for you guys. Would you ever take a job at the Plunder if they were hiring? No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I need my water cold at all times. <laughs> cold water. Yeah, we never actually, I guess let's go into that for a second. What do you think of Offworld Minerals? What do you think of Offworld Minerals as a company? I feel like you could expand upon them maybe later episodes. They're funny in the way that they represent like corporations and stuff like that. I think that's funny. Yeah, yeah I was kind of thinking of like Wayland Utani or what are some <laughs> other companies? Just like some real jerk companies. They're like, yeah, let's put an alien on the ship. It will lead everyone, but we got our product. <sighs> but I guess, um, actually, final question, final, final question. Um, what did you guys think of the story? How was it? I thought it was oh. really good. I got really invested and I had a good time. Yeah, it was actually quite enjoyable. It was, it was. Nice. Yeah, gosh, that was. it was really fun to make, but even more fun having you guys get to experience it. And obviously, Stuart, thank you for your help. Couldn't have done this without you. You don't mean it. <laughs> 
So thank you also audience for listening. Um, once again, round of applause to Mitch, Chris, David, and Stuart. Um, without these guys, there's no show, obviously. And if you want to support us on Patreon, we don't have a Patreon, but you know, a guy can dream maybe someday. So I don't think I've ever explained this before, but the format of the show, I want to make it kind of like a television series. So instead of releasing a podcast week by week, we're going to release one episode a week, like every month or two, because it's going to be like, you know how in television shows, how there's a season, then it's off the air, then another season. So I really want this to have a cinematic feel to it. So unfortunately, this is the end of the Dark Water story. And this is the end of the story of our three heroes, or I guess our four heroes and Evie now, but come oh, back for next Evie. season. Yeah, Evie is with you guys. I don't know what you want to do with her, but you know, something. She's our mascot. She's our mascot, yeah. <laughs> Did anybody else imagine Evie like Wally? Oh yes, no. definitely. Mm -hmm. I thought of it as like one of those trash can droids from Star Wars, you know, the ones that just waddle around. The gonk droid. <laughs> yeah, the gonk <laughs> droids, but with wheels. That's what I thought of. <laughs> um, so that is unfortunately the end of this show. But do not fear my fans, because in hopefully about a month, we will be having season two with all new actors and an all new story. And we're gonna mix and, mix and match actors each season. So by popular demand, we might have these guys back soon someday too. And they're all my friends anyway, so they'll probably get back in if they ask, you know? So thank you everyone so much for listening. You all have a wonderful rest of your day. And that is a wrap.